With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Batter up. of their own listeners. Um, Welcome back. This is episode 22. I am Allison McCaig and I am finally joined by both my co-hosts this week once more. I am joined by Maggie Wiggin. Hello Maggie. Hi Allison. And Linda Surovich. Hi Linda. Hey Allison. So it has been since August 13th I think since we've been together. So whole squad back together. Yay! Yay! Anyway, Although a lot that of also happens. means summer's over. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Taking our I, last I go vacations. By the, I I go by the solar system, and our our summer will be over in about three weeks, and you will pry those three weeks from my cold, dead hands. Hard sand. And I am still currently on vacation. I am in the at the Jersey Shore, so. Yeah, Linda's still running and clinging to summer, and the rest of us are, too. I am. (laughs) Um, So a lot has happened in uh, Mets world. It's kind of been a roller coaster, I guess, as you would expect um, trying to hold on to a wild card race would be. Um, So they took um, two out of three from the Phillies over the weekend after um, devastatingly being swept by the Cubs, which kind of felt like, you know, a backbreaker, a season ender, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it may still be that when we look back on this, that that was the moment that the season kind of ended again, <laughs> even though we called the season a while ago. Um, but 
you know, they took two out of three from the Phillies. They won the first game of the national series in extremely convincing fashion. Um, and they are now currently up four to one against Max Scherzer. So that is good. I'll take that anytime. Oh, yeah. And yeah. let me just say, taking two out of three from the Phillies while being in Philly territory was very sweet. <laughs> I bet <laughs> Like, it was. the broadcasts were all so sad. They were bemoaning the bullpen. And, like, it's been kind of shocking to see how many Mets fans are down here. Like, there's Mets hats everywhere. Like, I find, kind of feel like a camaraderie all with them. We all kind of, like, nod at each other and, like, point to our hats, like, while on the beach or on the boardwalk. So That's how it is. It's not to the same extent, but up in, um, I live in northern Manhattan, and it is Yankee territory. Ooh. Like, you could walk to Yankee Stadium from here. Um, but there's definitely, like, if you pass somebody with a Yankee hat, Nothing happens, but if you pass someone with another Mets piece of paraphernalia, it is an instant conversation anywhere you go. I love oh, it. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely true in Baltimore, too. Like, even though, obviously, I didn't run into too many Mets fans in Baltimore, it was pretty rare. But when I did, it was, like, without exception, it was always like, let's go Mets, baby! Like, people get really excited. Um, so it's cool. And, uh, yeah, I can definitely back up what <laughs> Linda was saying about uh, – lots of Mets fans being in Philly, Philly territory out and proud because uh, more on this later, but I was at the game in Philly on Friday night and, you know, the Mets fans were loud and there were a lot of them and it was very fun. Um, so that's good. You know, Mets fans are really excited about this run. Like imagine if, you know, the Wilpons tried a little more. Imagine how excited this fan base would get. Like this could be it every year. Like, they're making this many men hats down here and that's because they're good and they're fun we're we're proud to represent not like uh uh-oh we're in philly territory gotta hide yeah like mets fans are this is a fan base that's like sitting on a powder keg and wanting to explode like any minute Mm -hmm. you should probably take advantage of what a loyal and good fan base you have yeah Um, for serious we're here we're always here take advantage of us yeah, make us make us give you all our money. Like, you... I didn't see the game, but, like, you know, I saw on Twitter that the, the stadium yesterday was, like, barely full. And the Nationals are in a pennant race. They're in a wild card race. And, like, Scherzer even said, can you kind of make noise in September? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Strasburg. I gotta, I do have to, to like, I didn't back see the game, so maybe, a, it, yeah. A couple of a couple of my Nats buddies on Twitter have been really upset about this. And I think it's totally fair that like the team and the stadium are just not fan friendly at all. They don't make it easy to get to games. It's really expensive, especially like, I mean, it's at least as expensive as in New York city, which is ridiculous. Like public transportation is a mess. There's no parking anywhere. Like it's just, they like yes, there are fewer Nats fans than there should be, but like it's also tough when the narrative around Nats fans don't come out is very much about the fans and less about the Nats. When I think they have made a pretty good argument that like they want to be out there, they want to support their team, but the team just doesn't make it easy. So screw you, Nats, doubly so. And Nats fans, you're all right. Yeah, the stadium, the stadium is not a fan-friendly experience having been there 
several times. When I used to live in Baltimore, I would go to Nats Park a fair amount. Um, and what I had to do, and like honestly was the best way, is I would drive to like the outskirts of DC and I would park at the metro and I would take the metro all the way in. But that's not always even possible for other people because the metro closes early. So you're taking a risk when you do that, that you can't stay the whole time. And not only that, you know, if you live in the city proper, if you don't have access to the metro, you like can't park. Like the one time I drove that all the way to the stadium, I parked in like one of a tiny like satellite lot, and it was fifty dollars to park. Oh my god! Are you kidding? I'm not. No, because it's the stadium is in the middle of the city, so there's not like a big parking lot. So they charge oh. like there's not enough to accommodate. There's not enough parking to accommodate if everyone wanted to drive there. So they they charge like a ridiculous amount to discourage actively discourage driving, but then the metro doesn't stay open late enough, so it's like yeah. really hard for them to go. It's a mess, and yeah. like I'm not saying I'm not saying it doesn't feel super awesome that we are somehow the team that other fan bases like aspire to be, but I will just say, lay off the Nets fans. They are doing their best they don't have a lot of hardware to hang their hats on but they're good fans and they love baseball um and so yeah the the individual Nats fans we like them the Nats overall not so much do not I didn't read the article but there was an article in the Washington Post it says um the Nats are on pace to draw fewer fans that since 2011 that's yeah, uh, so I don't they're, know what yeah what's the top into wild that. card team. What is that? Come on, man, that is embarrassing. Yeah, that's really bad. Step yeah, up like, your goddamn the team, game. Nah, yeah, the so team bad. should look into why people aren't going to the games. Stop charging like sixty bucks for weeknight tickets for starters. Yeah, for yeah, real. but it's the fans. So I mean, tickets aren't cheap, and we still go. That's true, but I think they are, like, at least as expensive there as they are here. And that's with... D.C. is not a cheap city, but it's not as expensive as New York. No, and definitely if you not. want to spend 60 bucks doing something else, you have lots of options. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that there's a good answer. It's just... I definitely feel some of the fan base frustration around that this has become a story. That it's it's just kind of hard to hear everybody say like oh Nats fans aren't super into it not that you guys were saying that but like you know they're they're not really baseball they don't come out and support their team when like they try yeah. we all know what it's like to have a team that doesn't really want us there yeah <laughs> for sure for sure I mean except that the, the except the Mets always want you there because you buy a lot of food <laughs> yeah <laughs> merchandise. So they'll do anything they can to get you there. They just don't want to keep you around once you have your like $18 burger. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I will say though, as someone who, you know, lived in that area for a long time, it, it is really nice to be a thorn in the Nats side. Even if they end up making the playoffs and we don't, the fact that like five of our best games of the whole season <laughs> have been against the Nats is like, pretty awesome i'm not gonna lie and i think their record is pretty bad against us this year like they this would year, probably yes. be yeah they would probably be more towards the braves if it weren't for us yeah they would have an absolute shot at the division if it wasn't for their dreadful record against us this year <laughs> i mean we four games so swept them in that. may you love to see it love oh yeah to see it um 
So yeah, we got Degrom Scherzer going right now. It's the th- it's the third time that they've uh, faced off this season, and the Mets won the other two times. So if trends continue, dot dot dot. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> we're on our way to. Well, it would one. be wild. It would no pun intended, but it would be, if that was the wild card matchup, amazing. That just a marquee, a potentially like all time yeah. classic wild card for the history books. Yeah, very similar to, you know, like Thor Bumgarner, like very, you know, marquee matchup. Hopefully it goes better. Hopefully it goes better for us if that's the case this time. But yeah, um, I wouldn't survive that. Speaking of if we get to that point, I'll be happy. Yes, that's true. (laughs) True. Let that be our biggest problem. Um, So speaking of Syndergaard, um, he had pretty much the worst outing of his career against the Cubs. You know, it... It sucks that it came in such a pivotal game, obviously. Like, you never want to see that. Like, you want you go into that game feeling really confident. You have one of your two best pitchers on the mound. And he, you know, puts up an absolute stinker of a game. But it happens to the best pitchers. It, it happens. They're going to have a bad, out, bad outing. It comes down to how, you know, they learn from it and how they bounce back from it. And he looked fantastic yesterday. Um, so that's good to see. That's really encouraging to see. Yeah, I love to see him um, pitching up to his abilities because we know it's there. And he's, as much as anyone else, had trouble adjusting to the new ball. And and it's, you know, it's been a kind of an uphill battle, but you really see glimpses of this. And you know that, like, the next couple years have a lot of possibility. Yeah. So as things um, stand in the wild card picture right now, as we record this on Tuesday night, September 3rd, um, the Mets are currently four games back uh, of the Cubs for the second wild card. Um, the Phillies are two and a half games back, and the Diamondbacks are three and a half games back, and the Brewers are also four games back with the Mets. Um, so it's a tightly packed wild card race. Mets are kind of hanging on the edges of it, um, but they're winning right now. And to give updates on the other teams in the situation, the Brewers are currently winning also by a score of four to one. The Cubs are winning one to nothing um, against Seattle. Um, and let me, uh, obviously Arizona has not started playing yet because they are on the West coast. Um, and what are the Phillies doing? They were winning two to one the last time I checked. Mm, they are winning four to one. So we've well, got a okay, lot of four right. to one scores happening in the, so this uh, is one you want to keep the pace. That's fine. Right. And uh, it's good to know the Cubs fans are cheering for us. <laughs> That they yeah. had the Met game on at Wrigley the other day, like that was kind of cool. That was pretty cool. Um, so that's so that's the situation right now as we record this. Um, the last bit of kind of Mets news um, that I want to cover is um, you know injury updates. So Brandon Nimmo is back. Um, Hooray! And looks like very like Brandon Nimmo, which is really he looks really more happy. like Brandon Nimmo da- now than he did before he went on the IL. Yes, absolutely. Because before he went on the IL, he was you know hurt for a long time. So he looks good. He's drawing his walks, sprinting to first base, which I absolutely missed. Um, I adore him. I adore him. It's smiles above replacement off the charts. Yeah, he's pretty wonderful. Um, Robinson Cano and is also back. 
which like just blows the mind. Yes. It, it it's so so if he was coming back in two weeks, I would think, oh, this seems really like they're rushing him. Could he be ready? But now that it but but now two weeks earlier than that, I almost feel like maybe there is something that they know that I don't like. I mean, I almost like not to accuse the Mets of miscommunicating about an injury. Oh, that would never happen. But it makes me wonder if he didn't actually have a torn hamstring. If it was just a bad strain or something like that. Because a tear, a tear to be back in just like a month and a half or whatever it was. That is that is really hard to buy. Even assuming that the Mets are being as as irresponsible as they usually are. Yes. Yes, I agree. Update, uh, Kurt Suzuki just singled in a run, so it's 4-2 to two now, and the Nats still have two on and one out, unfortunately. Okay, so we'll fine, whatever. This... I don't care. We'll see no, how this plays care. out. Bottom of the six. Yeah. <laughs> However, um, so yes, I agree, Maggie. And it's, it's kind of one of those things. So the most frustrating thing about this, which I want to discuss, is the hypocrisy surrounding... Um, Mickey Calloway's quotes, um, which I can't pin entirely on Mickey Calloway because let's be real, they're coming from above him. Um, but before the game today, Mickey Calloway talked about how to preserve his legs, Robinson Cano has to, you know, control like when he runs things out, basically like control how hard he runs things out. Whereas earlier in the season, he was, you know, demonized for not beating out for not running out ground balls and Mickey Calloway himself said, you got to run those out every time he's, he knows that. So this is like, you can't, you can't have it both ways, Mickey. Yeah. And it's, it's something that it's, it's from most importantly, it's coming from Mickey. You know, he is, he is the manager. He is supposed to set the tone. Robinson Cano should be able to trust him, should know what he's going to be asked to to have a plan and clearly he doesn't. And that's got to be incredibly hard for a player, but it's everyone. The media is like, why doesn't canal run out his ground balls? And Robinson Cano gets hurt running out of ground ball. And they're like, Hmm, maybe we should be more careful next time. And like fans who of course are feeding off of the media and what the team is saying. It's just, I, I really feel for Cano in this scenario. It is, I think, and I think we've all been in professional situations where you have, either the same people or different people demanding that you do the exact opposite things from each other. And it's, it's a nightmare. It sucks. And, um, and I'm sorry, Kano on your behalf that that's stupid and they should stop. They should stop. Really happy to have Kano back, um, in the lineup. And yes, Maggie wrote a fantastic piece that you can look out for on amazing Avenue about, um, where in like how the lineup shapes up, with Cano back in it, how the Mets should deploy their players, et cetera, which we've talked about briefly on the pod before. Um, so you guys should check that piece out. And meanwhile, Gerardo Parra just grounded into a double play to end the inning. So the Mets are out of the inning at the end of the sixth. Mets still up four to two, which is awesome. Um, so Robinson Cano is back. He's not in the starting lineup tonight. Um, the Mets have this weird, have had this weird pattern with the past few guys that have come back where the first, they activate them from the injured list and then they don't start them and then they start them the next day. <laughs> Whatever. It's a weird, I don't like, I don't know. At this point in the season when like it, the roster situation isn't really an issue. I would just as soon like give them a day, uh, coming in, pinch hitting, whatever it's, you know. 
But it is a weird thing, and it's just very Mets. Yes. But, like, if they're not healthy enough to play when they're activated, then should they really be there? Yeah. Good question. <laughs> I mean, shouldn't they? If they weren't healthy enough to play when before they were on the IL, they should have been on the IL earlier, too. It's Well, that's also very true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're at the point where rosters are expanded now, so it doesn't really matter if guys are actually on the IL or not. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, hopefully hopefully Cano's not being rushed back and that he's he literally is just Superman, which I fully believe that he's Superman. <laughs> um, and it's just, you know... And can everybody, yeah, not get on him if he doesn't run? <laughs> yeah, don't get on him if he doesn't run, everyone. <laughs> Including you, Mickey Galloway. Can we stop that Yeah. now? Yeah, let's let's not. Um, so anyway, hopefully the Mets pull this win out uh, that they're currently hanging on to right now. But, you know, bullpen going to bullpen. So we'll see um, when we get back. Um, Wait, we are going to talk more out. about our fundraiser that we're that we have going on. So stay tuned for that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. Um, so this week, we don't, in lieu of, you know, a baseball-y segment, um, we're going to give an update on our fundraiser and talk a little bit more about it and give you guys an update on it. Um, so as we announced uh, last week on the show, we are doing a fundraiser for the month of September. Um, we have dubbed it Dollars for Dingers. Uh, so if you see that hashtag floating around on Twitter, on our account, on our a part of their own account or each of our personal accounts, that's what that means. Um, for every home run the Mets hit in the month of September, um, we each of us, um, along with our listeners, are pledging to donate a certain amount, whatever amount you are comfortable with um, to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And since our episode last week when we had Sarah Sanchez on from Cup of Cubby Blue, Cup of Cubby Blue decided they wanted to partner with us for this fundraiser, which is fantastic on their part. Um, so they are doing the same thing for Cubs home runs. So we've turned it into a, lo- a little bit of a friendly competition to see who can raise the the most money which is awesome and we've already gotten such a good response from you guys we are so happy thank you all so much who have already pledged thank you thank you thank you thank you (laughs) we are so happy and so overwhelmed by um by your generosity um by your participation in this fundraiser we hope that you guys will continue to um to keep pledging and keep raising our our dollar total we hope the mets will do their part by hitting more dingers we are now at three dingers uh including that joe panic dinger from tonight um 
So please make a pledge if you haven't already. We have a post up that Maggie wrote on Amazing Avenue with details and the link to our spreadsheet, which we will also continue to link in our show notes and tweets. Um, Just disclaimer, the sheet that we made, the spreadsheet, it's a Google Doc that is public, but you do not have to use your name in the spreadsheet. You can just put your Twitter handle, just your first name, anonymous, whatever you want, but we just need that spreadsheet to keep track of our total to keep up the friendly competition bit with the with the Cubs folks so please um, put something in the spreadsheet or if you want to make an anonymous pledge and you don't feel like putting it in the spreadsheet you can email us own at gmail.com um, and we will keep track of anonymous donations that way so however you want to do it um, you can spice up your pledge however you want extra money for grand slams extra money if your favorite hitter hits a home run we know that shout out to Alex because uh, Joe Panic hit a home run and Alex pledged to donate more for Joe Panic Diggers so <laughs> we've already gotten a customized Sucker. pledge from, from that um So the new update um, on the fundraiser is that we are having a fundraising event to sort of like close this out toward the end of the month. Um, On September 21st, mark your calendars, we are having a fundraising event that will include a live podcast um so if you want to come hang out with us um we're going to be raising more funds we're going to be raffling off certain Mets items um that are TBD uh we are still working out the final details on the location um but we will let you know as soon as those details become available but it will probably be somewhere in the city it'll be somewhere in the city at a bar or something so um unless um Amazing Avenue is like swimming in secret money and wants to fly us out to like Cancun I would definitely I will I would do a meetup in Cancun I wouldn't turn that down no definitely not um but yeah uh we will tweet out you know post the details once they become available but mark your calendars September 21st hopefully during the hours that the Mets are playing so that the Mets game will be on in the background wherever we are we'll have Mets related items to raffle off to raise more funds we'd love to see you guys all out there um come hang out with us come say hi Um, it would be really, it'll be really fun. And I'm really, really excited about that. Um, and our fundraiser, um, and how, how like much you guys have already put into it and how enthusiastic you guys have been. So thank you so, so much to all of our listeners. It's amazing. And you guys have signed up in droves. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Linda. No, no, no. I was just going to say if that game means something on the 21st, like, Oh, that would be pretty it, special. Me watching the game during the podcast is bad. Oh, oh man, me in person is going to be so bad. If so, if you want to see that, definitely come. Okay, don't tell our possible venues that Linda might blow out the windows with her screams, but we're all here for it. But I just want to say... Oh, that, I should uh, be in public. The responses on the spreadsheet have been amazing to the point where I would also say if you have any Cubs friends please tell them to sign up. I feel a little bad for the Cubs side of things. It's, it's real one-sided now. Um, now that's not to say that it shouldn't be more one-sided if that's what brings in the dollars, but also let's, let's encourage, let's, let's keep some fingers crossed for the Cubs. Hope they, they get more people on. Yeah, for sure. The more, the merrier on both sides. We like like, I went to it today and was, like, absolutely floored by. Yeah, it's been absolutely incredible. 
the, if, the number of people that have put their names on the spreadsheet. Thank you guys. And so the people much. who are who are retweeting the tweets. That's always so helpful in getting um, in getting it out there. Um, I would like to thank all of my Mets friends and family that are on my Facebook who did not delete me after I spammed them today. I also have spammed on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to walk-off wins, I just wanted to give a quick teaser because this is something different that we haven't done before. We are going to have another episode this week, and it's going to drop in your feeds on uh, on Friday, um, we are going to be interviewing Lindsay Adler of The Athletic, um, and we're going to be interviewing her on Thursday night, um, and that show will go up on Friday. So that's part of why we didn't really have a baseball-y segment for you guys this week, and we just wanted to give a fundraiser update instead because we will be having two episodes this week, um, and the second episode will be on Friday, interview with Lindsay. We're super excited to talk to her. Um, we can't wait for this interview. We're so jazzed about it. Um, Lindsay is so great, and we can't wait to hear from her about all of her insights about um you know switching beats from uh, the Mets to the Yankees and so much more so look out for that in your uh in your feeds on Friday um so we will close out the show this week like we always do with walk-off wins where each of us talks about what is making us happy this week baseball related or otherwise so Maggie what is your walk-off win for this week well, we teased it already a little bit today, but um, my walk-off win is the return of Brandon Nimmo. And, you know, for starters, I don't know if uh, if if the Mets have broken my brain or if, you know, I will somehow turn out to be right about this. But I really thought Nimmo was going to be gone for absolutely all of the season, maybe part of next season, too or possibly just never look like himself again. And I know this has been a short sample. Things can change. But, like, he really looks like himself. And that's after playing with a busted-up neck for God knows how long. So the fact that he's even here just feels like a miracle, which I'm sure is something he would appreciate. Um, And it's so it's a total surprise, total treat out of nowhere, absolute cherry on the Sunday of this season the, the sun this season Sunday is maybe a little little skimpy but um I yeah it's just it's so much fun to have him back he looks great he's what this team needs it's just running his ass down to first base after drawing a walk that is good baseball people I want to see that every time Robinson Cano don't listen to this you have a different thing it's fine but <laughs> I just I love it and I'm just glad he's back. I didn't think it was going to happen. So that's, I mean, you know, there's always like that added dimension of, of good news is always something that feels nice. And uh, so, yeah, that's how I'm feeling about Brandon Nimmo. Yay, Nimmo. Welcome back. Welcome back, Brandon Nimmo. I mean, I like, it's not just, I mean, obviously we can't talk enough about how much we love his energy, his joy that he brings to the game. It's totally infectious. Um, and that's our favorite thing about him. But He's also a damn good baseball player. So to have him back in the lineup is something really, really awesome. Um, And it makes me ridiculously happy, especially having him at the top of that lineup, drawing walks. The Mets need it. We need him back in our lineup. And he's there now. And I couldn't be happier. So I share that joy with you, Maggie, about Brandon Nimmo Mm -hmm. being back. That was like the one thing we were missing like this. The season was good, but he just completes it. Yeah, agree. 
Linda, what is your walk-off win for this week? Uh, my walk-off win is being on vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like my niece and nephew were here last week with us. And um, like I was telling you guys earlier, like this is a place we've been going to ever since I was a kid. My mom like was vacationed here when she was a kid. Um, so it's just been fun to see like uh, my niece and nephew fall in love with a place that I've loved for as long as I can remember. Um, and just to see the joy they get of like, you know, just splashing in the waves, like something, you know, I've been taking for granted for so many years and, uh, and going on rides and just rediscovering what it means to like go and go to the boardwalk, go to the beach. So that was fun. And now that they're gone, it's very quiet, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but, but still it was fun to be able to spend the week with them and, uh, just see them, you know just have a blast and that made me happy and enjoy my vacation even more even if they were just a little loud in the morning (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I know that thing (laughs) you know just a little early that's awesome I love beach trips it's my favorite I miss it I I, like I haven't been to the I didn't go to the Jersey Shore this year for the first time in like quite a while um and it makes me sad I feel like there was like something missing in my summer but I mean I still had a great summer but you know it's not it's not complete without a trip to the Jersey Shore for me no yeah this thing that would be me too like the Jersey nothing beats the Jersey Shore it's the best water I will I will go toe-to-toe with any other beach on the planet the Jersey Shore is like the right kind of beach damn right it is yeah nothing like everything you could possibly want is at the jersey shore yep i remember the first time i went to california i was like in my early 20s and i was like okay so time for this gorgeous pacific beach and i stepped one foot in it it was so goddamn cold you guys it was the coldest freaking water (laughs) and i was at the beach for a week and i went in the water like twice oh no and like this is lame yeah that's not a beach vacation nope yeah, yeah. I remember the one time one time when I went to San Diego, I was like, I just want to dip my toes in the water just to say I put my feet in the Pacific Ocean. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm done now. Never mind. And also, nobody warned me. Yeah. No one is ever, like, this is not a thing that people talked about before I went into the Pacific Ocean. It was just like, oh, look how beautiful this California beach is. They don't tell you, by the way, it is freezing. Yep. Yeah, that's all you hear is, oh, it's gorgeous. You have to go. Yep, water's cold. Nah, Jersey Shore forever. Jersey Shore yeah. forever. Love it. Um, so my walk-off win this week, which I alluded to already, is that I was in attendance at the Mets-Phillies game on Friday night. Um, so that was quite a fun win um, for uh, us Mets fans. I was in mixed company. So it was um, me and some of my best friends from college. Um, what, my best friend from college is a Phillies fan. Um, so... <laughs> actually a lot of the fun of the game was our other friends taking a, like multiple photos of us reacting yes, to those things were amazing because we had completely opposite reactions so there are photos of me like yelling and her like looking like really sad and I assure you that they are utterly organic like these were not staged reactions like these are like live takes that my friends are taking pictures of uh, Allison please pin this tweet to your profile for a few days so that our listeners can go to your 
Twitter profile and see it immediately because it is wonderful. It's so good. <laughs> I can pin Just it. promise yeah. me that you'll do that. I will do that. I Right now, Dollars for Dingers is pinned, but <laughs> I'll pin that for like a couple days and then I'll go back to Dollars for Dingers being pinned. That I seems have, like a fair balance. I have the it whole does. month for Dollars for Dingers to be pinned. But yeah, I can pin this tweet. It's pretty good. It's like a photo series where like things, like it, I think it was the first Todd Frazier home run was, was what that was. Um, so, you know, it starts off with, like, my Phillies fan friend, like, clapping and me looking, like, really nervous. And then, like, and then it slowly changes to, like, me cheering and her being like, oh, <laughs> it's very good. It's very funny. Um, so I was with, yeah, my, my best friend's a Phillies fan. And then our other f- three friends that were with us included one Nationals fan and two, like, non-baseball people. So it was, like, very interesting company that I was with. Um uh, like almost the whole NL East represented. Um, and the Nats fan was kind of like, I don't think I actually care which team wins. And then the other two were like, who should we root for? Who's the underdog here? And me and the Phillies fan said Mets and Phillies at the same time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like who's the underdog? I said Mets. She said Phillies at the exact same time. And I was like, it's Aaron Noah against Zach Wheeler. You guys are going to win. And then, and then she was like, just wait until the bullpen comes in. And then, of course, the Mets uh, unleashed themselves on the Phillies bullpen. And she was like, I told you. To be fair, you could say the same thing about the Mets bullpen. Exactly. Seriously. And the I mean, NLE's Nazza- collective bullpen is woof. Woof. Like, I cannot believe overall the NL East bullpen scene is just yikes not every team not a nice place to be yeah quick question because I missed it is Diaz really fixed he looks good yeah he looks better for sure and it's like it's a plausible it's a plausible scenario to me like the explanation yeah. yeah Because it, like, falls in line with DeGrom already having kind of figured his shit out a little bit. I don't know. I'm not 100% sold, but I sort of am. I'm buying. Yeah. Hopeful. I, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, like, I've been pulled in by Diaz before, but I sure as heck will get pulled in by him again because I so desperately want him to be good. I know. Um, it costs so, us nothing to believe yeah. except playoff deposits, but... I don't have that kind of money anyway, so whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I just had – overall, it was just a super fun night. And I'm not just saying that because the Mets won, although that added a lot of fun to it. But, like, <laughs> I got to the game early. I got I got to eat a cheesesteak and drink a beer and watch batting practice. And it was just, like, Mm-mm. a really nice, like, night weather-wise. It was, like, the perfect night, like, gorgeous in the high 70s, you know, just, like – really beautiful outside and like it's a nice ballpark it's like the last time I went to Citizens Bank Park was in 2010 and I'm not gonna tell the whole story because this is walk-off wins and it's supposed to be happy but I had a really bad experience um that kind of scarred me to the point where I haven't been back there um since 2010 um and so I feel like I kind of like reclaimed that ballpark for good memories and was able to actually appreciate what a nice place it is to watch baseball so that was nice so that was like my That's favorite awesome. part of the whole night was that like I just I love when that like, happens you know yeah. got to reclaim the place for good memories so that's my walk-off win for this week. A beautiful Friday night of baseball in Philadelphia. Got to watch the Mets win. Got to spend some time with my friends. It was really fun. I had a great night. Was there a giveaway? Um, There was not. 
No. Oh. Um, I don't think so. It was Bark at the Park Night, though. So that's another thing oh. that added to the happiness. That is, is that a I giveaway. They are giving away doggos. joy. They are giving away joy. <laughs> giving it away is joy. totally a giveaway. Although, did you see the dog with the dressed as the fanatic? Yes, I did. It was so cute. He was very cute. It was so cute. Um, anyhow, um, so that does it for the show for this week. Um, you can go to AmazonAvenue.com for all of our fantastic Mets-related content. Like I said, Maggie has a piece about um, the lineup construction with Cano back in the lineup. Um, we have all of our game recaps, analysis, um, all the things that you love about Mets baseball at AmazonAvenue.com. You can follow Amazing Avenue at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Amazing Avenue. You can follow our show at A Pod of Their Own on Twitter. You can follow each of us on Twitter. I am at Petite PhD. How about you, Linda? I am at Linda Sarovich. And you, Maggie? I am at Maggie162. You can follow all of us on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter. You can email the show, own at gmail.com. Email us about any, you know, Mets-related stuff you want us to talk about, baseball-related stuff you want us to talk about it. Talk about your pledges. If you're not putting them on the spreadsheet, you can email them to us. Utilize our email. We love to hear from you. Um, the uh, original music for this podcast is by Bunga. And you can also subscribe to the show on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Please subscribe to the show. Please rate and review the show. It really helps people find the show. Look out for the next episode of this in your feeds on Friday with the Lindsay Adler interview. We're super excited about it. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, there is no crying in the